Hey guys, welcome back to Hidden Behind the Smile. This week I want to get into the time frames we give ourselves to get things done. Whether we hold on too long to some things and how it affects the relationships for those we keep around us. I know it doesn't seem like those things kind of mesh together that well, but give me about Give me about 15, 20 minutes, and uh, I'll give it my best shot. All right, let's get going. We've all used the word forever before, or some variation of it. When referring to an action, a relationship, anything we're doing. But realistically, how long is forever? You know, how long do you hold on to something or someone before you have to come to terms that it's just not the same anymore. It's not working. It's not doing what it was for you. And the cause doesn't justify the means anymore. Or are you one of those people that just, you constantly hold out hope because you see the flashes of potential. You see the flashes of working, of things that are good. And you hold on to that and you cling to that and hope you can bring that out more often in something or in someone. And you hope that one day all of that comes together before it's too late. And you have to sit there and ask yourself, is it all worth it? You know, some of us, not to call us hoarders, but we hold on to cars way too long we hold on to electronics or computers or things just way beyond their lifespan and we keep trying to fix them up and not that there's anything wrong with that if you have the ability to do it yourself if you can restore your old car and keep it running cool you know yeah but eventually time's gonna take it away from you I love my car. I'm still driving my first car. You know, I had it some I had to give it to some family members and then recently I got it back. Um but that thing's been driving for almost oh, 18, 19 years now. And it's still kicking. I love that thing to death, but it's it's on its last legs. I know that. And I'm going to have to trade that thing in and I'm going to have to get a new one soon just because it's sunken cost at this point. I can't keep trying to fix it when there's almost nothing left to be fixed. So now do you do this with people too? Do you hold on to people long enough where they're not helpful to you anymore and they're doing more harm than good? Maybe it's just a, a new diet, a new routine, something you're trying on. And it's not working, but you don't want to admit it's not working for you. Now, is that because something went wrong, something went wrong in your planning? Or is that because you didn't set a realistic expectation for yourself? You didn't give a reasonable goal, a reasonable time frame to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish? So ask yourself, before you commit to something, are you going to be able to do this long term? Or is it just going to be a quick flash in the pan just to 
satisfy your ego for a few minutes. You know, do you want this to become a habit or is this just going to be a quick moment in your life? You know, anybody can try something new and be bad at it. Anyone can give up when things don't go the way you planned it to. If everybody... If everybody who had a plan got, you know, got from A to B 100% without any flaws, we'd just be planning out our entire days, lives, everything to a T. And it doesn't work that way. Life doesn't play by your rules. Life doesn't see your meticulously thought out plan and say, oh, I guess that's how we're going to do it today. No. You have to be prepared to adapt. Life doesn't care what you planned out, what you have in mind. So are you going to give up? Are you going to adapt? Uh, what's, what's your mindset going to be? And that's when you need to look at the bigger picture and understand, is it something I did or is it something that I didn't properly set up? You know, if you set a goal to, and I do weight loss and diet a lot just because those are the common ones that people do and fail and they blame something, they blame anything, but sometimes it's not just realistic. You know, if you go in and say, I want to lose 50 pounds in the next month, first off, extremely unhealthy, uh, basically impossible unless you starve yourself and I mean you're just setting yourself up for failure at that rate so when it doesn't happen are, are you gonna give up on the diet you planned out on your gym membership on on all of that or are you gonna sit back and say let me reassess this situation that probably wasn't a good time frame to give myself what if I stretched it out or lowered my expectations and say, let's lose, you know, five pounds by the end of the month and then next month, another five and then next month, another five. And then suddenly you've got something to work with. It's not always about setting these huge, massive goals. You know, large goals, big goals, big steps in life. They're just a bunch of little accomplishments, little achievements that you've taken along the way that just add up to this massive, massive gain in life. You know, if you're a writer and after a month you've only you're only six pages in, and you realize it's not as easy as you thought. Do you want to abandon your book? Do you want to abandon your hopes and dreams? Or maybe you need to reassess. Maybe you need to rethink about the topic you're writing about. Rethink how you want to write it. Maybe get some second opinion, second ideas on it. Now, if you've been <laughs> writing for a year and a half and you only have seven pages, then maybe it's time to be a little honest and realistic with yourself and say, this isn't working. This isn't for me. And maybe it's time to stop holding on to some of those things. You know, you understand the difference between something you did to screw something up 
and how realistic and honest you were with yourself if you set yourself up for failure or not. Now, in terms of holding on to things too long, we tend to do this a lot with people, especially when it comes to family and friends. And I think it's a tough pill to swallow because we need to understand not everybody's meant to be in our life forever. And I, I can't speak for everybody, but like, some people are just, they're not good parents. They're not good friends. They're not good people. And you know, it doesn't happen overnight. They're not made that way. But that's okay. You don't have to keep these people in your life forever. If they're not meshing with you, if they're not doing any good for you, you know, people are always so hesitant to cut off family from their lives. And trust me, I understand it hurts and it's tough to avoid family. I've done it before. But when they're not helping you, when they're constantly bringing you down, whether it's mentally, in some cases, physically, why is that worth holding on to, Tuss? Just because we spent a, a portion of our life living with them? That shouldn't, that shouldn't have any bearing over whether we keep someone in our life or not. Same with friends. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to get rid of friends they've had for a long time just because it's a timing thing. You know, you've been friends for 10 years. But if the last two years have been awful, where you're constantly butting heads and you're just acting like two different people, fighting this and that, why are you, why are you still keeping that relationship connected? If it's only doing bad and harm to you, is it worth having? You know, sometimes people just naturally drift apart. And those are the toughest ones to swallow because nobody did anything wrong. But we're never the same person as we were yesterday. And over time, the more we change, and sometimes people just diverge and we drift apart and we don't mesh anymore as we used to that doesn't mean it's anybody's fault it just means that we're human and we we've both adapted to our situation and now it's time to adapt to a new one you know, just because somebody's been there forever for you it doesn't mean that they're gonna be around forever You know, some of my, some of my best friends from high school and college, we talk maybe once a month and we see each other in person once a year. And they're still, I consider them close people to me. You know, when we, 
see each other at the holidays. It's time didn't skip a beat. Now, it's, it's a far cry from when we were spending almost every minute of every day together for four, five, in some cases, eight years. But that's just how our lives have taken us. That's not our fault. It's nobody's fault. Nobody's to blame for that. We have different career aspirations. You know, one person has to be in Boston. One person has to be in Texas. I have to be where I am. <clears throat> so don't have it stuck in your head that just because they're family or they're friends that you have to stick with them through all of it. There's nothing wrong with cutting ties and walking away before things become toxic and break down you know take a step back one day and realistically assess your life and say you know if things became as bad as could possibly be who's going to be there for me today and if they continue for a year who's going to stick with me for that year Who's going to stick with me for three years? Who's going to stick with me through five years of this? And when you're at that lowest point for that long, look around and realistically ask yourself, who's going to stick with me and who's going to help me? And those are the people you want with you. The ones who are willing to jump in that foxhole with you and stick it out to make sure you're okay. You can never get enough of those people. You know, people in the business world and in life say you're only as strong as your network. And that's true. And when it comes to this, when it comes to your mental health, when it comes to mental stability, you're only as strong as your safety net. And the more layers you add to that safety net, the more people you can rely on and trust with that safety net, the deeper it gets. And the more layers you have, so God forbid one falls through and one doesn't work, the first one doesn't work like you expected it to, there's so many more layers waiting to catch you that you're not going to hit rock bottom. You know, I've always said, you've heard it in a few of the podcasts now, that if you want to go somewhere fast, you go alone. And if you want to go somewhere far, you go as a group. Going alone is miserable. Going with the wrong people will get you far, but farther away from the goal you want to have. You need to surround yourself with the right people. And I've been in both situations. And honestly, I don't know which was more stressful and debilitating to me. When I was by myself doing everything on my own I didn't have to worry about anybody else that was the one caveat but I was constantly scared I was constantly anxious I was up all night sometimes and in my head second thoughts self-doubt and there would be days where I just 
broke down, miserable, and just, I cried to myself because I had nobody to listen to me. I had nobody to vent to. I had nobody to bounce ideas or just even plan out what I should do next. And I spent so much time in my own head that it's, it's caused issues that I still deal with today. All my self-esteem problems, all my self-doubt, I, I, I can backtrack all of it escalating to that point in my life. That's just because I, I didn't have anybody I could count on. I didn't have anybody to slap some sense into me when I needed it and tell me that I didn't have to feel like that. But then having people I couldn't trust, having the wrong group of people with me, that was, <laughs> I can't honestly say if that was better or worse because at the same time, yes, I wasn't alone and I could do all that of all that stuff of bouncing ideas off of people and talking to people and just venting. But I had to understand they didn't have my best interests in mind. They couldn't care less what happened to me. They were worried about themselves and that's that's okay, but I didn't I I didn't need that. I couldn't live with that. And I had to assess what they were telling me was was it true or were they just saying that because they could get something out of it and at the end of the day they they still filled my head with self-doubt they still made me feel like I wasn't capable of accomplishing anything and I I felt like I was limited and I couldn't be who I wanted to become I couldn't do what I wanted to do with my life So don't feel like you have to do this alone. But just reassess and be careful who you surround yourself with. Go out, find those people who you connect with. And connect with them on whatever level you want to connect with them on. You know, start out simple, whether it's bonding over a sports team, bonding over a sport. Uh, our nail polish color somewhere you both like to go eat or stuff you want to try there's no rule saying you can't have just like a casual friend that turns into a lifelong friend and vice versa that's the same way those people are out there there's thousands of us every day just waiting and looking around for somebody to jump into our foxhole and just kind of fight this battle with us. But there's nothing stopping you from being that person to jump in. So don't just sit on your hands and wait for somebody to come to you. Take some initiative. Get out there. See who's out there. You know, nobody lasts forever in your life. And that's just a sad reality of it. For one reason or another, everybody's going to disappear. But the ones who stick through with you to the end, the ones who stay by your side when the world comes crashing down, they're, 
they're so worth having around in your life for every moment. All right. Well, a little bit longer than I wanted to do it, but that'll do it for this week. Email and Twitter are in the bio. Have a wonderful week. Um, it feels really great to be able to record two episodes in two weeks. Um, like I said, life's getting more stable, so things are going to start coming out more regularly. Be good to yourself. Enjoy. And as always, this is a fight that can only be won together. So share this with anybody who needs a hand. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.